You're listening to the Football Revolution. You're listening to the Football Revolution. I'm your host, Gio. Welcome to the show. We have another star-packed show, but firstly, hello to my co-host, VIG. Welcome, mate. How are you? Hello. Very good. Very good. Mate, uh, lots to get through. We've, uh, like I said, we've got some big guests tonight, so uh, we've got plenty to uh, smash out. Uh, so before we get quickly into our Revolution Roundup, Messi wins his seventh Ballon d'Or, but for me... Um, I reckon whoever chose him as the winner should have won our Kaká Dior. He's an unbelievable player, possibly the best of all time, but surely Salah or Lewandowski get the award for me. <sighs> Lewandowski can feel very, very, very hard done by. Um, you know, he, he's been incredible over the last two seasons and to not win it once, ugh, I, I don't know, it's, it's criminal. It was. It was, a, it was absolute uh, a crime for the game not to have given it. As much as, like we said, he's fantastic, it should have gone to somebody else. But, uh, look, we can debate that another day. A double for Sam Kerr gives Chelsea a 3-0 FA Cup victory against the Gunners in front of 40,000 fans. Brilliant, brilliant. Bad luck for Matilda's teammate, Steph uh, Catley. But, uh, look, a, a great for Australian football just to have two women, let alone, uh, you know, in exactly. an FA Cup final, but one winning and one and uh, a runner-up. Do you want a bit of ketchup for that chip or what? Yes, oh, yeah, was yeah, it was brilliant, absolute brilliant. brilliant. But uh, look, it goes to show that uh, the women's game is, is as everyone said, uh, coming on leaps and bounds, and so it should. Uh, our player escape room, we are joined by Mariners numero uno, Mark Birigetti. Uh, we have another new star uh, joining the team later in the show, superstar Roy O'Donovan for his new segment, In the Know with Roy O. And uh, I suppose the A-League games, few red cards. Goals were hard to come by in the opening four games. There was a few in the Sunday games, but we still had to wait. Victory lose their undefeated start. Two big guns not firing yet. Raw get their first point. And Bulls, Adelaide and Wanderers now the only teams not to taste defeat. Is yeah. that a fair wrap-up? Fair wrap-up, yeah. Let's All right, let's move into the Revolution Roundup. The Friday game was the Phoenix versus the Wanderers. I like to call it uh, Tom Mohamed versus David Ball. They're good mates of ours. And uh, <laughs> and like I said, they're, they're good mates. And so it was a, a big clash. Uh, Tomo was able to steal bragging rights there with a 2-0 win to the away team, the Wanderers. He's come back to haunt his previous employer. I do feel sorry, though, for the Phoenix as they keep attracting quality players. But for some reason, they're not able to keep them. I don't know if it's the distance or the dollars that causes the players to move clubs, but they seem to be able to find this great talent, but they can't get the benefit out of them more than a season. Well, I think living in Sydney or in Wollongong last year, I think uh, Tom Ahmed and his, and his wife got a, a nice taste of what Sydney life is like and uh, thought they'd make the move. So, you know, can you, not, can you blame them? Phoenix had some good chances, including a disallowed first goal. But I think, uh, look, at the moment, there's just a missing link there for them. Wanderers will be most pleased with the clean sheet, uh, considering, like I said at the start, I, I've had complaints about uh, the goals they're leaking. But uh, quickly sum up for us. So first win after two draws, still undefeated. Can this kickstart a run for the Wanderers? Yeah, potentially. Look the, look at the squad they've got and uh, the players, especially look, Rodwell started on the weekend. Um, I think he played about 80-odd 80, 80 minutes. 80 minutes, 70, which is great. Minutes. More yep. minutes in his legs, which is good. Tom Ahmed up front, who... Will score goals if if you provide him with with assists. Um, you got players like Terry Antonis, Ugarkovic. Uh, you had Dimi Petrados coming off the bench. Um, you know Reese Williams got a lot of experience at the back there. So with the squad they've got uh, and you know the fan base they've got, they they're, they're going to demand um, results. And hopefully, 
this kick starts their season. Okay, moving on to the first of the uh, three Saturday games. It was uh, two duck eggs, Raw nil, Adelaide nil. Raw pick up their first point, whilst for Adelaide it's sharing the result for the third straight week. How much are the Raw missing Wenzel Halls and Danzaki? One goal in three games. Yeah, look, it was a bit uninspiring this game, wasn't it? Um, but in saying that, Delianov had a great game, made some some crucial saves. Yeah, at, the double save from Ivanovic was massive. Yeah. So, you know, look, Ivanovic is a, is a tidy little player. Mila Uznic is a, is a good player, but they're not out-and-out goal scorers. They're not... I don't think they're players that are going to score you 10, 15 goals a season. So well, Wenzel Halls has got two in two games now, well, so there you go. he's showing them what they're missing, right? There you go. So last question just before we move on. How disappointed will Adelaide be, not only in the fact that they lost the game, but more importantly uh, that they had one shot on target and that Lo- Lopez's uh, reckless red card made it even worse because it means now he's going to serve a suspension? It is. Uh, they'll, they'll miss Lopez because he's he's one of their better players. Um, but... Cassini Yangi should have finished that chance. I think uh, Mo Ture came on and, and made a real impact when he came on. Uh, nice little running behind. To the line. Yep. Uh, cut back and, you know, maybe I put the mocker on him last week and I said, um, you know, Arnold should be, he should be in Graham Arnold's sights for, for future Socceroos plans. Um, yeah, but if, he, if he's heavy if he, burden that you put on him. <laughs> I have, I have. But if he wants to be in those, uh, in that, in those talks, then you need he, to take he has to score those goals. And he'll, he'll learn from that. And, um, Hopefully, come back a, a better player and 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 score some goals, uh, you know, next week. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back this week. Moving on to the second of the Saturday games, uh, Melbourne City, the champions, uh, went down one nil in the derby to Western United. It's not often the champs are kept scoreless, but when Leo Lacroix has striker J Mac in his pocket, the human force field behind him, you give yourself a huge chance of a clean sheet, right? I tell you what, he he had a great game, and uh, what a what a pickup he's going to be if he continues that that sort of form throughout the season. And I think I sent you a text saying when he got home, he's emptied his pockets, wallet, keys, <laughs> mobile, quality, absolute quality, and uh, and Jamie McLaren as well. So he he had a, a top game, uh, man of the match for me. I thought Jamie Young was outstanding in goals as well. Uh, Diamante, you know, when, when he's on the ball, things can happen. So uh, th- for me, things are looking pretty positive for Western United, and, and John Aloisi has got him playing in a in a nice way. Um, so let's just touch but, on but that. They, so they wh- just need to keep they need to keep their their first eleven or that you know starting lineup together for majority of the season because if they go down with injuries and and whatnot they do have an older squad. Um, it could end up you know going going to like you know what happened last year essentially. Western United two wins two clean sheets and only one goal conceded and that was in their opening game when they lost to victory one nil. So happy days for them. City's record now one one and one. Not a city start is it. No, not at all. Not not what you expect from the champions. But so, they, um, so their dom- their class is dominating possession, but they're not doing enough with it. What's the, what, what's the problem? What are you seeing at the moment that they yeah. need to change? Look, I, I don't know. I, with that front three they've got, um, McLaren, Naboot, and Lecky, um, you know, they should be scoring a lot more goals. Um, so that's that's one. I, I don't think they're really creating that many clear cut chances either. I feel a bit of a, a disconnect between the three at the moment. Maybe they're still sort of uh, figuring each other out and, and figuring each other's runs out and when to go, when not to go. So I still agree with the fact they should have kept Tilio in there. He proved himself last year. I, I don't care if you bring in big-name players. They should knock him out because they'll work harder. 
He obviously wants to keep his spot. I think when you, by default, bring someone in by reputation or by CV, you straight away, if he doesn't deliver, you've just killed two birds with one stone, which is not a positive. So for yeah. me, I reckon that they should have basically have left it like that. But look, it's great to be an expert after the event if yeah, you have the crystal look, ball. It's, a, it's early days. It's only three games. I wouldn't be riding them off just yet. Okay, and the last little point for that before we get on, if you ask Wenzel Halls why he left Raw, one reason might be the fact that uh, he gets to play under one of Australia's best ever strikers, John Aloisi, but the other reason would be I want to be fed by D-Magic. Oh. Well, <laughs> look, let's be honest, any striker in the league, if you said you're going to go play up top behind with uh, Diamante behind you, you'd jump at it, wouldn't you? Oh, would I go and play bare feet? Even oh. if they're going to st- stud me all week, I'll, I'll oh, play with blindfold, anything. Oh, I'd be running around like a madman <laughs> just in front of him. Don't worry about it. Let's move on to the last of the Saturday games, and it's not very often we want to move on from uh, the Sky Blues who have been you know, unbelievable since the A-League started, but at the moment uh, this was a game of... Uh, only one team played each half, yeah. So it ended up 2-2. Uh, Sydney led 2-0 before the Jets came roaring back to uh, make it a 2-2 draw. Jets have to stop conceding two goals a game if you want three points. That's the simplest facts I can send to Arthur yeah. Pappas' team. Two goals, most weeks you're not going to end up with three points. The best you're going to get is a draw. Look, if you said to Arthur Pappas, you're going to go to play against Sydney at uh, Cogra and score two goals, he'd be thinking, yeah, I'll take that because that that's a win. You know, you, you go there and score two goals against Sydney, you should be taking something home from that. So, um, you know, little di- they should be a little disappointed that they gave Sydney a two-goal head start, but Sydney will be kicking themselves as well that, you know, 2-0 up at half-time. Um, with the experience they have, they've got to go on and win that game. Yeah, definitely. So Sydney are just not themselves giving up a two-goal lead. So what do, you, do both teams need to do? Neither team have set the world on fire the opening three weeks. What do both teams need to do over the next couple of games? Look, I think Sydney, like I said, they're going to miss Braddon massively. And So what, do we talk about it or they go and find someone? I think they've got to go and find someone. Because with the players they've got, they don't have um, a real out-and-out number six who, who will sit in, in centre and midfield in front of the back four and just control the game. And without someone controlling the, the tempo for them... I think they're going to struggle. I think the other players around them are going to struggle. So uh, for, for, for me, Sydney need to get a number six um, or they need to maybe change change the way they play a little bit, um, potentially you know, play with two two deeper line midfielders, three up, three up top to create something different. Um, but yeah, w- what they're doing at the moment just isn't really working for them. Okay, moving on to the first of the Sunday games, uh, MacArthur Bulls were 1-0 winners over an unfortunate or unlucky uh, Central Coast Mariners. Uh, look, for me, it was a good battle. All three keepers impressed, so both the starting keepers as well as the young 17-year-old who came on for the Mariners uh, due to an injury. Uh, look, lucky deflection for the winner, but sometimes you make your own luck. So if you're not conceding goals, the worst you can get out of the game is a 0-0 draw, draw, right? So you, you create the bed that you lie in, I suppose. So from their point of view, look, top of the table Bulls just have class in the right places at the moment. Sevilla, Kurto, Noon, all three of those players at the moment are doing the job. Now, are they seeing the world on fire? No. But if you're top of the table, what else do you want? Yeah, look, and, and they haven't actually played a, a proper home game, I guess, at Campbelltown Stadium. So they've been they've been away on the road. They've played up in Newcastle. They've played out in Penrith. Um, so to be top of the league after everything that's gone on, especially with the preseason they had, um, you know, that's that's a, a real good sign for them. Kurto has been a massive pickup. Uh, we know what the Veer can do. We know what Noon can do. Uh, Danny De Silva's been good. You know, uh, Lockie Rose has been been good up top. You got Urich coming back now, getting some more minutes. So, um, 
you know, it's looking positive for MacArthur. You've got to feel, though, for the Mariners, unlucky not to get some reward for their gutsy away performance, and it's been the same the opening three rounds, whether they've picked up a win in game one or you know, yeah. basically lost one nil on the weekend. There's been a really good performance, but they just seem just can't seem to get across the line, whether it's hitting a post with uh, Bazanic early on or just skimming wide, whatever it is, they just seem to not be able to just put all the, put all the dots and cross all the T's at the moment. But look, hopefully going forward, they'll, uh, results will turn their way. And moving into the last game of, uh, of the round was the victory versus is the glory uh, this could be the next uh, big blockbuster movie purse popper party crashes as victory's undefeated run is burst so look he went there probably thinking he knows enough to get a result but uh, the red card killed the contest what were your thoughts on uh, Martians was it too harsh it was given a yellow yeah, look, they went to the VAR and then all of a sudden they've said high feet dangerous play and off goes the uh, karate kid yeah look uh, uh, these can go either way they can they can be given they go against you and then some days you know they go for you um, you know, we talk about intent a lot. There was obviously no intent in that. He had his eyes for the ball, but his foot is raised. It does make connection with another player's head, and it's considered dangerous play. So uh, in one way, I'm comfortable with the red card. Um, but if I was a, a victory, you know, if you're a victory fan or victory coach, victory player, you, you're looking at that going, this has just absolutely killed us. I'd love, I'd love a situation, like I said, and this, this may never happen and probably won't, but uh, where there's something in between a yellow and a red because, okay, maybe to teach the player about not raising feet like that, he gets sent off, but it shouldn't penalise the team and go down to 10 men. I think yeah, that's yeah. a harsh penalty. Like, so it's, it's what, a, what are we going to do? We're going to start playing football with no studs. You're going to play with sand shoes and be slipping all over the place. So, you know, it's a contact sport. These things happen. Maybe flip-flops. Is These that the, a good oh, idea? Yeah, a few heavy honours <laughs> or, uh, I don't know, maybe those Kanye West uh, slides. Yeah, look, I, I think at the moment it, it's one of those things that, it, look, it wrecked the game, right or wrong, whether it was a red or not a red. It was not the worst thing I've seen. I can understand why it, it was given a red card, but look, at the end of the day, it killed the spectacle. What I did like about Perth, even though I've been bagging for the first two weeks, is that, uh, you know, they, they ground down the glory. So with 10 men, uh, sorry, the glory ground down the victory with 10 men, and they were able to put the nail in the coffin with three brilliantly taken goals. Uh, in particular, Bert oh, Gilroy Bert and Fonerolli. He's uh, he's long ranger, but uh, look for Perth. I think it just slightly steadies the ship at one one and one. Victory's first loss, first goals conceded. So for me, maybe just a bad day in the office yeah, and a bad home return away. for Popper. Look, I don't think Victory even in that first half they weren't great. I, I thought they were, they were a little bit off. Maybe it was because the way Perth had set up, um, you know, sort of almost playing five across the back. Um, Keeping keeping nice, tight, and, and compact. They, they weren't really victory. weren't really breaking the line, so they weren't great in that first half. And I think the red card just before half time, probably you know they they came out second half in the in the wrong frame of mind. So it was um, look, it definitely wasn't the the victory we've seen in the opening two rounds. But like I said, it's a very tough trip to to uh, to Perth. So maybe we put it down to that. But uh, look. That's the end of our Revolution Roundup. Up after the break, we welcome to the Player Escape Room classy uh, Mariners shot stopper, Mark Birigetti. Speak to you then. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Up now, we welcome to the Player Escape Room, the backbone of a third-place finish last season, conceding less goals than the actual champions. He started the season this season in fine form again. Please welcome to the show Mariners' sensational number one, Mark Birigetti. G'day, mate. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for having me on. Mate, can we start by asking, so Mark Romano Birigetti, is that a mother's maiden name or where does the Romano come from? It's, it's quite unusual. I've got a best mate whose name's Romano, so I know he'll uh, he'll be agreeing why why it's a cool name, but uh, what's the thinking behind it? Yeah, grandfather's, uh, that's my grandfather's name. 
and tradition, you know, Italian background. Uh, yeah, middle name goes after the grandfather. So, yeah, Romano it is. So respectful and uh, a great keeper. So ticks a lot of boxes yep. there, mate. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Mate, you've travelled quite a lot the last 10 years or so. How's life been uh, on the coast with your wife and your two kids? Yeah, we've loved it. Um, you know, from the day we got here, you know, it's felt like home. Um, as you said, I've been around, you know, the last four or five years, you know, overseas and then obviously coming back to Australia with uh, with Melbourne City, which, you know, unfortunately, you know, didn't work out. But, yeah, we found a home here on the Central Coast and my family loves it. Um, you know, my wife is absolutely in love with the place and, you know, which makes life a lot easier, you know, ha- happy wife, happy life. So, um, you know, we've got two kids, um were born on the central coast so yeah no we're pretty set here and um yeah looking forward to what the future brings for for myself and and the family also so life sounds uh, pretty sweet up there on the coast um how are you finding the new coach nick montgomery very good um yeah very good he's um you know different to to, to stage and and the coaching staff that were here last year you know he's a young coach he's learning um you know the players uh you know, the players absolutely love him. You know, legend of the club, legend of the Central Coast. And, uh, you know, the boys are very happy that, um, you know, he got the job and, uh, you know, we want to um, put a, put a, put in a good season and, you know, solid performances for the new gaffer. What's his uh, relationship like with the young kids up there? Yeah, very good. Yeah, very good. Obviously, um, you know, Monty spent several years uh, with, with the academy and, and the youth setup, so... He knows the youth players better than anyone else. And, you know, as you can see, he's given a, a lot of the youth boys a, a crack at first-team football. And, you know, it, it's great to see. Mate, I want to get your thoughts. You've had a, a great start to the season. Unfortunately, the weekend didn't go to plan, but uh, you had a good first-up win. So tell us, uh, are you the type of keeper that uh, is dirty? On the weekend, you you deserved a clean sheet. You had one where it went through the opposition, oh, it went through your defender's legs and, and you were blindsided. The other one was a poor header by Rolls, which allowed them to have a tap-in. And even then, throw in a penalty and you've saved a great stop from a penalty. Are you a keeper that uh, is, is is worried about clean sheets and, and where you're cranky for a few hours or a day or so for not being able to keep a clean sheet? Yeah, look, obviously goalkeepers and the back four, you know, we do pride ourselves on, on, on clean sheets, you know. Strikers win your game, defenders, goalkeepers win your championship. So, look, I am hard on myself, you know, you know, nothing better than keeping a clean sheet. Obviously the game on the weekend, you know, was a difficult one in, in difficult conditions, you know, it was very windy up in, in Wollongong. Um, you know, it was a it was a game that could have gone either way. Um, you know, we were comfortable, you know, first half and then, you know, to cop a goal just after half time, you know, the way we did, looking back on it, you know, I probably should have done better with it, um, in all due respect. And then yeah. The, the second we got back to one all, and then the second goal that Wellington scored was just unfortunate. Young boy deflection off the post, and you know, you know, what can you do? And then you know, we had our chances towards the end of the game, but unfortunately couldn't couldn't capitalise. So, uh, look, we regroup. We got a uh, off to Wollongong on Wednesday again with the FFA Cup, and then you know we'll be looking to turn things around. You know, on Saturday against Macarthur down in Penrith. On that penalty you saved, what's your thoughts on the on the stutter run up? Is it easier to pick which way the penalty taker is going? Yeah, look, obviously it was a, it was a. Um, Mark, you don't need it to. Was a weird, it was a weird situation. Well, you don't need to give your secrets away. Yeah, you don't need to give your secrets away. away. You can just say pass if you like. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. I'm happy to share. So, um, 
there was actually uh, a discussion between uh, Wayne and Piscopo before the penalty, and they were having an argument on who was going to take it. And it like took forever to, for them to decide who was going to take the penalty. So anyway, a young kid steps up, Ben Wayne takes responsibility. I think that's his name, Ben Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Is it Ben Wayne? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yep. Bruce, um, Bruce Wayne. You know, he, <laughs> <laughs> he decides to step up. And I was thinking, young kid, right footer, um, you know, you're going to have to have a lot of balls to open up and put it to my left-hand side. It's a tough thing to do. So I was thinking, he's going to go to my right-hand side, young kid. He's probably just going to smack it across him. So anyway, made my mind up, dove to my right-hand side and, you know, was at a good height. Um, he struck it well, to be fair. Um, yeah, just happy that, uh, you know, I played my part. But, you know, counted for nothing in the end because we didn't come away with with nothing. So it was disappointing, but always nice to save a penalty. The next next player we have on the show that uh, you save a penalty from, I'm going to say to them that uh, I can't believe that uh, Mark didn't even have his contacts in. And uh, and see what sort of <laughs> reaction, yeah, see what sort of reaction we get <laughs> yeah. from, from them. And yeah. So, yeah, look, imagine if he had his contacts in, what he would have done with that uh, that penalty. Saved it with one eye, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Just before we get into a couple of the games that we like to play with our guests, what was the main thing that uh, Nick said to you guys? Uh, I suppose leading into the season, considering you know there was a bit of uh, you know I suppose turmoil with. Uh, Stadge leaving at such short notice and you know like I said it looks like you guys have aimed up to the mark unfortunately you've started the season with one and one but uh, you've still been in both games and you're still putting good performances what's the main thing he said to get you guys focused on the job at hand not what has happened in the past yeah look the past is forgotten about obviously you know the club had a fantastic year last year Um, you know considering the last six seven years I think they finished last every single year so to finish third last year was a massive achievement from the club to play finals football. You know, it was massive not only for the club but for the whole community here on the Central Coast. You know, it was just fantastic. It was great to see and, you know, you could see, you know, with the games that were winning, you know, the crowd started coming back and it, uh, it really felt like the good old days. Obviously, I wasn't here for the good old days. I was, I think I was at Adelaide back in the day. Um, you know, getting 12, 13, 14,000, you know, it was fantastic. And there's no better feeling than playing in front of a, you know, a big crowd. And uh, obviously Monty's come in um, and from day dot, he's like, boys, the, the, the past is forgotten about, you know, it's a fresh start. We've recruited well. Um, obviously we've got a couple of injuries, which is unfortunate, you know, with, with Nikolai and a few other boys out injured. Um, but yeah, it's just to build on what we did last year. Um you know, everyone's going to write us write us off. You know, it's uh, it's the way it goes. The media and you know all the football experts are writing us off, and we just got to go into games with that siege mentality of you know it's just us against the rest, and you know that's our, that's our mentality going into games, and that's how that's how it has to be. It's a good mindset and it looks like it hasn't affected you guys at all with what's happened. So hopefully more good times to come uh, at the Central Coast. Mate, uh, are you ready for our first of the two games we like to play with you? Uh, we call this one our lock, stock and three smoking balls where I'll fire three questions at you. You tell us uh, what pops into your head and uh, if you need any help, you can just grab one of us and we'll jump in and give you a bit of a hand. All right, no worries. So question number one, if you could sign one player from the A-League, who would it be? So if you could bring any player into the Mariners now, who's your man? Diamante. Yeah, on the weekend, did you see he tries to lob Jones from halfway? This bloke's, his mind is something different, isn't it? And he's Italian, which is more even more exciting for you and I, Mark. Exactly. Got to look after the Italians. Mate, so your next move might be, or his next might move might be the Mariners, or you might be trying to find where he's going to get a new home. 
Let's hope so. We can start working on that if you like. Yeah, yeah. He does love the Central Coast from what I've heard. Well, based on what you're saying about happy wife, happy life, there's no chance of you going anywhere, so I better start working on him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If you could change one FIFA rule, what would it be? One FIFA rule? Like like mine would be get rid of the throwing. Put the ball on the deck, just kick it in. Um... What an actual FIFA like the game like the game FIFA no, rule as in, or, as in as in a rule now whether it be some a rule in the A League or whether it be a rule in in world like, football what would you get rid of now if you could to do it so six seconds goalkeepers stepping off their line for a penalty so that's gone right. so if we could ma- wave our magic wand that'd be gone tomorrow yeah yeah I'll see what obviously I you know like with all due respect like no offense the striker has a whole goal to hit at you know he's got <laughs> seven meter hit at. And the referee pulls you up if you're a centimetre off your line. Like, I think that's just pathetic. That needs to go. And, and, and the striker can run. He can run from any angle he wants. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, exactly they're right. Doing, they're doing curved runs now. They're running, yeah. you know, straight yeah, line exactly. on his tiptoes. That's popper. one rule that has to go, 100, 110%. I love right. your manners, Mark, but no, no disrespect. I don't care if they don't like it too bad. They're not on the show tonight. So, mate, you can say whatever you like. Okay, no worries. <laughs> and the last question for you is, if a genie granted you one wish – what would it be? To win the premiership, championship. Okay. I don't know how much control we can have there, but uh, I can cross my fingers and my toes if that helps. Yeah. <laughs> All right, mate. But that's yeah. great That's great oh. news. If you're a Mariners fan and you're listening to this, mate, you know that uh, you're in it for the right reasons and you're a huge reason why they uh, did so well last year. So it is good signs ahead. So, uh, mate, you, you passed that with flying colours. Let's uh, move into the game that we like to call Nuno. So, yeah. This was kind of uh, created because I'm a big Spurs fan and there was all this hoopla around Nuno in the off-season and we have our own star in the A-League called Nuno Reyes down at City. So we decided this would be our version of uh, the card game Uno, but it's called Nuno. We ask you seven questions. There'll be two options for each of those questions. You just tell us what's most applicable to you. When you get to the end of the sixth question, you call out Nuno to avoid any penalties. Once you answer your yeah. seventh, we'll tell you what your time was. Current time to beat is Marco Tilio from City, which is 32.30. So... No pressure. I'll uh, hand yeah. over to VIG and uh, I'll start right, the clock on the, the first question. You got the clock ready to go? Let's go. All right. Snow or sand? Snow. Home cooking or Uber Eats? Home cooking. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Follow your head or heart? Follow your head. Comedy or action movies? Action. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. No, no. Oh, he's done it. Flat white or long black? Long black. Hey, stop it. Done. Yeah, he's, he's cruised in 27 seconds. Absolutely oh, flying. And, and, and genuine too, unlike Craig Noon, who was just answering him because he wanted to beat his former teammates. No, he, did, he thought nah. about some. Yeah, he was good. It was good. Yeah. Mate, let's yeah. just touch on a couple of these. So uh, head over heart. What's going on with choosing the head over this? I know keepers uh, – like to use their head, but uh, some people would say you need to have some heart in the decision. Yeah, look, that was a tricky one. Obviously, um, yeah, yeah, it's a tricky one. Obviously, people say, you know, when you're making a tough decision in life to go with your heart, but, you know, the decision that you make, you know, you have to think it through and, um, you know, make sure it's the right decision, especially these days with a family and that. It's not all about yourself. It's about, you know, uh, family and, not what's best for, for myself, but what's best for the family. So back in the day when I was single, I'd follow my heart, but now more the brain. 
Love that answer. You live on the Central Coast, which is, except for at the moment, a very sunny place. You chose the snow. Is that, is that a, an indication of where your next move might be? <laughs> nah, I love the snow. Um, look, I do love the warm weather, but nothing better than training in the snow. It's, I love it. Love the cool weather. You will have pl- plenty day. of that in the Netherlands. Yeah, loved it. It was the best. And you've gone for uh, Messi over Ronaldo. Why? And do you reckon you'd save a pen from him? Uh, look, Messi, both phenomenal players. You know, tough question. You know, Barcelona fans, you know, it's, uh, for me, yeah, it was an easy decision. And, yes, I would be able to save a penny. He's, he's, not, too cra- he's not too crash out from <laughs> the depends penalty. How many, depends how many he gets to take. <laughs> no, just one. That's all he gets. No retakes. No, I won't be safe. And we'll help you out. We, we've brought the new FIFA rule in, so you, don't worry about stepping off your line. You can come running at him if you like. You can go charging at him if you like. I don't think that matter with Messi. <laughs> That's it. No. <laughs> All right, mate, as per usual, you've uh, you've passed with flying colours and uh, like I said, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. We wish you all the best uh, in the snow or in the sun. Uh, we hope for great things for you again this year at the Central Coast. We wish you all the best with the family considering you've got new Sienna who's only weeks old. So there's an extra challenge. So it's even more impressive that you're able to juggle, juggle all your football commitments with the family, but it's a credit to yourself. We thank you very much. We'd love to check in with you later in the year. And at the moment, you're the leader of our, uh, of our Nuno game. So there's, uh, you've put a, a fair score on the board for people to chase. But once again, thank you very much. And uh, we really appreciate you being on the show. No, nah, cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Up now, we welcome to the team a superstar player who we enjoyed having on the show so often last year as a guest. We thought it was just easier for him to join the team. Please welcome to our new segment, In the Know with Royo, the man himself, goal scoring machine, superstar Royo Donovan. G'day, Big O. Hi, guys. Great to be with you. Mate, I, I love the intro you wrote. It was fantastic and it was easy to read too because it was written in English, not in <laughs> Irish. There you go. There, you go. But there is there is translation available for people that need it. For mate, the just real Irish people amongst us. <laughs> so how's everything, mate? Uh, we know you're down at Olympic and uh, enjoying yourself there. Unfortunately, you didn't get the right result against Sydney, but uh, you put in a very very brave performance. Yeah, it was. I think I think we can be proud overall that we you know we didn't get embarrassed against one of the top A League teams, but uh, you know still a bit of frustration there. I felt that we got to one nil at halftime, kept that score. And kicked on in the second half. Who knows? But uh, all credit to Sydney, Sydney FC, and they done really well. And, and and for the Olympic lads, there's a lot of uh, heart to be taken for for next season. And and you know a lot of young lads. It'd be a good experience for them moving forward. Mate. So more importantly, though, little O number two is uh, on its way. So uh, any time now, we'll uh, we'll be expecting to uh, welcome uh, the second of the Donovan children uh, on, into the world. So uh, mate, you're very busy. Uh, lots of things you're organising for that. No, not really. My wife is organising <laughs> everything. Even at nine months pregnant, I've got no say whatsoever. I'll drive the car and that'll be about as much uh, as I will do tomorrow. But um, I'll support her, I'll hold her hand, but ultimately it's all on her and she's uh, she's calm, cool and collected, no problem. I tried to give you a tap in there, mate, and let, allow you yeah. to talk yourself up no. there and you're too damn I'm honest. honest. I'm no, too, too honest. I'm too honest because what you, the questions you're going to ask me, no, you're going to know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to nail it. I'm going to be so honest. Because I was so honest about real life as well. Mate, I'm waiting this year for you to start calling out to the linesman in the MPL. I was offside. Yeah, yeah. You're too honest, mate. I am that honest. But having said that, on a football pitch, maybe I'm a slightly different person. A bit of white line fever kicks in and uh, anything to win. So 
probably not as I understand. Mate, before we uh, get into some of these questions, like I said, uh, if anyone's uh, got the pedigree to answer the sort of questions we're going to ask about the uh, first three rounds of the A-League, it's you. But just before we do, how many of the uh, A-League teams do you think are wishing now that they'd signed Roy O'D? Oh, at least half. No, at least half. Oh, haven't, 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 haven't watched the games. There's a... It, I just think I feel sorry for a lot of the strikers in the A-League at the moment. I feel like it hasn't really caught fire. Um, and I, I, can't, like, I can't off the, you know, from watching the games over the weekend, there wasn't a team that really, you know, outstripped their opponents. Wingers that were up and down the line, making chances for a striker. Um, wasn't even for, like, for and Rory scored a great goal yesterday for, for Perth Glory. But you, you can't really say he was involved in the game an awful lot, you know. So uh, yeah, I feel sorry for a lot of strikers more than anything. Is uh, that a symptom? Time. Is that a symptom of a, just a real long preseason? Do you think? Potenti- maybe, potentially, maybe. I feel I feel may, that that could be a factor. The other factor is I feel a lot of teams are playing a very similar style of football, possession based, and they're cancelling each other out. That's that's what I'm seeing, and uh, you know we're, we're trying to big up the the, the the league and everything, and uh, you know there's new players and there's young players getting a chance. But uh, a few of the games I watched this weekend were a little bit of a letdown because I was expecting big things, fireworks, young players to, to shine. But unfortunately, as I said, it, it was a lot of games where people cancel each other out just from over. More teams you know, go, going, out, like, there, going yeah. out there not to lose rather than yeah, going out to win. Yeah. Too tactical. Yeah, exactly. Too tactical. It's, it's let's not lose. As you said, rather than being cavalier, not so much cavalier, but give the fans a bit of entertainment. Let's go out and try and win this game. We're a better team. Let's back ourselves. But um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see enough of that. I, I won't say I didn't see any of it. I saw some, which we'll talk about. Only in glimpses. So mate, like I said, we've, uh, we've got you on now with uh, in the know with Roy O because of, uh, you know, you've played in the A-League, you've played overseas in the Premier League, you've, you've done basically everything. So uh, if anyone's capable of telling us what their real thoughts are, it's you. So let's kick off with the first one. What do you think of the new A-League song, Real Nice? You, you just big me up there for a, what a career. Football, football, football. And now you're asking me what a rap song. There we go. <laughs> Mate, that is correct. It's your genre, isn't yeah. it? Unbelievable. It's... Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, look, the, what I think about it, real nice. Uh, I, I like it. I like the idea of branding. I think, uh, you know, I'm on board with the idea. It's different. It separates us from all the other codes in the A-League. And when you hear the song, you're going to associate with A-League. So I think it's, it's clever branding. I think... Uh, it's different and something that hasn't been done before for football in Australia. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big thumbs up from me. Are you a bit jealous that uh, they never brought out the Royo uh, cereal that people could go around and eat? Is that oh. is that something that's... Yeah, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm jealous. What I will say is Tilio now is under pressure to produce the goods. Um, you know, I think uh, after the Olympics and his goal against Argentina, the, the, he's, been past, he's been past the mantle now. Can you be the next superstar? Which they done with Daniel Arzani uh, by going to a World Cup early. And it, I don't think it's helped him. Obviously, he's had a couple of injuries as well. But uh, hopefully, Tilio can live up to the hype and um, produce the goods this year for Melbourne City. They could do with it. They could. They could. So uh, which two teams have impressed you the most so far? Yeah, look, going back to my my, my first point, I thought uh, Perth Glory yesterday, they won 3-0 against Victory. Uh, what's impressed me about them is that they've been missing so many big players. And, uh, you know, I know the sending off probably helped them yesterday. It definitely didn't help victory. 
But what's impressed me, they're, they're bringing a lot of local and young players through. They're missing Sturridge, um, Jones, Andy Keogh, Brandon O'Neill. So that's the spine of their, th- their team, really. So, yeah, I was impressed they were able to get a result um, and look really comfortable as well, fit, cohesive. They've been really good. Um, yeah, look, other, other than that, I, I, I thought victory were really good the week before. And I was expecting, I was expecting a really good test yesterday. And as I said, it was, it was a very cagey first half. But as soon as that red card comes out, I think it's changed the whole dynamic of the game. So I'm not going to be too harsh on victory. I think probably it was difficult with ten men, especially when you go one 0 down. Well, it's obvious we haven't exchanged notes because the team that's disappointed me the most so far has been the glory because of the fact that I know they have a lot of injuries, but uh, week one they played, I think, five at the back, four midfielders with one striker. Now, you know, you being a striker yourself, that means that the rest of the the players are in another continent to you and you've got no support. So I'm quite surprised that you have gone for the glory. But uh, like I said, up until the weekend's game, I would have said uh, write them off. But uh, look, I I think the red card definitely helped them. But uh, there was two classic goals and uh, they were able to put the nail in the victory coffin, which sometimes even with a, an extra man, you can't put the game away. So they did show that uh, that they probably have maybe learned from their last two weeks. And you're right, once they do get their uh, some of their big stars back in, maybe they might be a team to watch. Yeah, no, look, I have to say, I do agree with your point as well. And I kind of touched on that. Four in a row, he didn't get a lot of ball in the game. And he's your he's your main man. He's your main outlet. Uh, even as a hold-up man, not just a goal scorer. But um, what I will say about them, they defended quite well. As a, as a unit, uh, they've obviously done a lot of work on that. Similar to Popovich's style, you know, very defensive, very structured, and counterattack with purpose. And as you said, there was two goal of the season contenders from Burke Gilroy <laughs> and from Bruno yesterday. So uh, yeah, that definitely makes a difference. But the second goal was terrific as well. Terrific wing play, which we don't see enough of. And uh, you know, he wasn't a striker, but you know, a striker's finish arriving at the right time and. You know, banging a header in. So, yeah. It was. Well, this might tie into this next question. Uh, is there a dark horse emerging uh, that you've seen so far this season that, that could be a contender? Yeah, look, th- there could be. I suppose MacArthur Bulls are top in the league at this moment in time. Um, I will say they're a dark horse, not, not so much because they don't have quality within their squad. For the sheer fact, they've had an awful preseason. If you look at the results... They lost, uh, you know, they lost 5-0, 3-0, 4-0 against competitors in the A-League. Then they lost Milligan as their coach a couple of weeks out from the season. Federici retired two weeks out from the season. Um, you know, there's a couple of things with anti-vaxxers as well. They were top of the list on that one. So, you know, they shouldn't be on top of the league if you're going off their pre-season form alone. So it shows... Uh, a great bit of steel about MacArthur Bulls. I don't think they've hit the heights as such with their football, but um, certainly they can go through adversity and get results. No doubt about that. Let me quickly ask you about, so the team that I've I've liked at the moment is, is a team that, okay, there's got pedigree there, but sometimes it takes time to, to mesh your new players with your existing Western United. So recruited well with uh, the human force field, Jamie Young. They've also brought in Wenzel Halls, a few other players, and throw in there you've got Dia Magic. I know they've lost some players in the off-season. Uh, what are your thoughts on them? Yeah, you know, look, um, I, I know where you're going, but it could be a dark horse. Um, still early days, but having said that, yeah, they've signed some experienced A-League players. 
Um, and you forgot Nikolai Topper Stanley, my, my good mate there Topper, as well. Uh, Leo Lacroix, yeah. the, the other yeah. centre back. I thought he had a brilliant game the other night. Yeah, he was so. outstanding. So, like, they're, they're definitely John Aloisi is building from um, a solid foundation there. A um, lot of A League experience, a lot of desire to finish their careers out strong. Um, and I, I, and I, I think that, that you're right there with, um, you know, with Dylan Wenzel Halls as well. He's got a point to prove now. He's wearing a number nine on his back, but he's not necessarily going to be their starting number nine on paper with the money they've spent on their marquee strikers. So um, I'm delighted to see him doing well. On his day, he's a very exciting player. Um, I thought when Scott McDonald left Brisbane Roar last year, he wasn't half the player. So he's he's found and he's adapted to a style of football now um, that you know looks like it suits him. Um, and he, at the moment, he's holding the number nine shirt. And if he keeps scoring goals and striking up good combinations, then, um, you know, why not leave him in there? Because he's he's a talent, no doubt about it. Yeah, he's definitely started on the right foot. Talking about players, which player have uh, lit up the league already? Which players have really got you excited? Yeah, look, I'm going to go outside the box here. There hasn't been any of the big names haven't done it for me yet this year. I'm, I think it's early, early days. Still, and I expect a lot more from you know you, you, the usual suspects, as you would say. But I thought just going off this weekend and last weekend, um, I think Valentino Yule for Newcastle Jets has been very been impressive. Been very impressive, and Anthony Burke for Perth Glory, very impressive. Uh, I sat with Valentino Yule. I thought you know again last year he started the season really well. He was playing with a great strike partner, which always helps at Newcastle Jets. But uh, is it true that you left a pair of your boots there and he's been wearing those? Is that true? Uh, or is that a fable story? That's, it. that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> and he's, he's just he's nearly as he's nearly as quick as me. But uh, he, um, no, he. I must say he's he didn't start the first game against Mariners, but he came on and he made a huge difference. I was at that game, uh, and no, that's his spot, the left wing, and he's a great outlet for them. He's quick, he's direct. At times in the first half, I thought his final ball let him down. He didn't let it get get him down. Second half, he came out, scored two great goals. Ryan Grant would have been having nightmares, and uh, it's going to fill him with confidence. So it's great to see. Okay, okay. Anthony Burke then as well at Perth Glory. Thought first game of the season, he was man of the match against Adelaide, and yesterday he was the game changer. He scored an absolute worldly goal, and uh, his his setup for the for the second goal was it Timmins scored the second goal. Bramwell was a. Sorry, scored the second goal the header, yeah. Uh it's great wing play from uh, Anthony Burke. So it was a great ball. Those, yeah, the two the two of those players for me so far have been excellent. And it just goes to show you, um, Valentino's twenty seven, Anthony's twenty four. You know, they've been around, you know, on the cusp of the A League. They've been in the NPL. Anthony Burke has been away in America, he's been in Portugal, you know, they've done the rounds. But, uh, you know, they're stuck at it and uh, they're getting the rewards you now. And it's great to see. It just goes to show you, if you stick at something, there's hope for everybody. Look, I know, I know you said the new players haven't really set the world on fire so far, but who's caught your eye out of the new players to the A-League? Yeah, none yet. It's, it's, <laughs> a, it's the notes I've made. And that's not me being dismissive. Yep. Uh, not at all. We I'm love being, the honesty, Roy. Eh? Yeah, being the bitter old man here, I just don't think anybody is... You know, even uh, the few games that I watched over the weekend there, there's a couple of um, the new stars as such um, weren't starting games. Um, you know, the one I'm um, excited by, I suppose, for Brisbane Roar um, was the 
Steinman, Matty Steinman, they brought back there, which I, 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 I'm excited for that because he's played here before. He's a solid number six. He's a great outlet in front of the back four. Uh, but frees up Jay O'Shea to play higher and be more creative, which I think he is. He's a ball player, and I think he's wasted back in, in the deep number six. Uh, but he didn't start the game against uh, Adelaide at the weekend, so I was very frustrated with that one. As you said, Western United, the, the marquee player, hasn't played or he hasn't started the game. Either City uh, Piccarelli hasn't, hasn't had a game yet. Uh, Sturridge, be, Sturridge has yeah. played for just as long as much as I've played. Yeah. Yeah, stories look great in the stands, though. The do-rag was looking really good. Uh, so his hair, I, I hope his hair is going to be fantastic on Tuesday, Wednesday night, whenever they do play. But uh, but no, overall, that, look, there hasn't been anything to write home about just yet, but um, hopefully plenty more to come. I've seen glimpses from Jack Rodwell, so he's the one I'm going to bank on at the moment. I've okay. seen bits and pieces, and like I said, he's, he's top quality. Hopefully he's come here for the right reasons with his wife, and he's got you know, her family here now. So as a Wanderers fan, I'll be pretty excited. But just before we let you go, one last question, Vidge. Yeah, which coach has his team playing a brand of football that you think, I wish I wish he'd given me a call, I wish he picks up the phone and just calls well, me? Look, listen, six months ago, I was wishing everyone would give me a call. <laughs> but uh, at, at the moment, look, at the moment, as I said, a lot of teams are playing a very similar style of football. I don't think it's, a, you know, very, you know, attacking football as yet from any team. Nobody's kind of letting their guard down too much. It's been very safe, very tactical, uh, possession-based football. But I suppose you could probably see uh, in the first few rounds of the difference Popovich is going to make to Melbourne victory, really. I think uh, they're going to be very structured. They're going to be hard to beat. I think them going up to 10 men yesterday killed their game plan completely because they look fitter than they were last year. Uh, He's using probably Robbie Cruz in the right way. He's using Marco Rojas in the right way. You know, I think it's very important that I think they didn't get that right last year. I think they were unfortunate as well. A lot of their overseas players got injured. But yeah, I think he's putting the old uh, Popovich footprint down there, the blueprint. As they're, so they're all on the Popper diet, it looks like. It looks like they're, yeah, they're doing about 17% in body fat as well. They're all looking a bit thirsty and hungry. But um, but yeah, they. I think besides sending off yesterday, they've been pretty good as well this year. And uh, I think, yeah, they'll be, they'll be a threat. Look, we're happy to have you in, in Sydney so uh, Melbourne can uh, keep their, their hooks off you and, and, and leave you alone. There's no hope. And, and I suppose for Olympic fans, there's no risk of losing uh, your marquee man this season. So, mate, uh, we know you're a busy man, so we'd love to thank you very much for uh, starting a new segment, which is uh, In the Know with Roy, Roy O. So thank you very much. We know you've got a huge day coming up uh, with the second born uh, on its way. Uh, we send all our love and best wishes to you and the family uh, for, for that. And uh, we'll get you back on very soon. But once again, thank you very much. And it's been an absolute pleasure having you as part of the team. My pleasure, guys. Thank you very much. And speak to you soon. You're listening to the Football Revolution. We're now in the final stretch. And up now we have our clinical finish. So a couple of quick things before uh, we finish up the show. Our weekly Tom Ahmed Award. Uh, basically, that was the award that uh, Josh used to win every every Monday when he'd come in uh, a little bit Tom Ahmed after a big weekend. But for us now, it's actually moved into more of the best shot or best hit or classic goal of the, the weekend. So for me, there's a couple of nominations. It could either be one of the glory boys, either Burke Gilroy or Hefornaroli, or it could be uh, the Jets' own Yule's rocket fuel finish. So what are your thoughts on that? Who are you going to give the award oh, to this week, well, B.I.G.? A, this is a tough one because... Mate, Anthony uh, Burke Gilroy, what a finish that was. Um, Burke's Burke's backyard, or am I going with uh, 
Tino. The rocket Tino. fuel. The rocket fuel finish. Tino Yule. Oh God. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, Tino Yule. Yeah, I thought it was a great. I thought it was a great finish. He, um, to be fair, he turned Ryan Grant inside out, and uh, great, great finish past uh, Redmayne. Yeah, if he doesn't make the next uh, Socceroos camp, we'll know why Ryan Grant. Uh, he, yeah, he, he look, was. He was. Uh, yeah, he was shown look, a new one by uh, by Mr. Valentino Yule. But yeah, uh, look, look he's a hard one to handle. That, I don't think there was too much he could do about it. He just got to give credit where credit's due, and it was a, a great bit of skill and, and great finish. So this week's winner of our Tom Ahmed Award goes to Newcastle Jets uh, gun striker Valentino Yule. Congratulations. Uh, moving on to this weekend's key games, the couple that caught my eye was the Battle of the West between the Wanderers and the Bulls, which should be a fierce battle. Old rivals, victory in Adelaide, Lockhorns, and uh, Sydney and the Mariners wish it was the 2021 season again because at the moment they're both in the wrong space. And I think Sydney's just not playing well, uh, but they've also had uh, you know non-Sydney-like performances like on the weekend leading 2-0, whereas uh, the Mariners have deserved a lot more than they've actually uh, taken home in the opening three games. I thought they'd been one of the better sides and they don't seem to uh, have the runs on the board. So... Another big round coming up and uh, moving quickly into our fantasy update. So previously, uh, last week, I had 128 points, which was a big round. I made two changes. I uh, took out Silvera and Tilio, replaced them with uh, Rose and Yangi. Neither of those guys did me any favours, and it was solely off the fact that uh, Marco and uh, Sylvester aren't getting, aren't getting a lot of game time at the moment. Um, points were not easy to find, but uh, this week I wasn't able to replicate what I did last weekend, and I ended up only with 68. So my current total after three rounds is 259. VIG, what about you? Yeah, look, I, I stayed loyal. I, I, I didn't take your advice. and or, Well, <laughs> I, I did take your advice because you stayed loyal the week before and you got 130 points. You never take my advice, mate. So I took your advice yeah. and then I stayed loyal and I didn't utilise my bench. So I made a, two two mistakes there. Um, I had Curto on the bench again, 19 points. I'm, I'm going to have to get him in. Um, I told I'm you gonna, to bring I'm him in last to, week. I'm gonna I told bench, you this. I'm going to have to bench Glover. I, it, it has to happen. Uh, Curto's got to come in. And Garuccio had a clean sheet and 11 points on the bench as well. Um, I left Cullen Elliott in, who got done against uh, the Wanderers. So, uh, not a great week for me. I ended up with eighty-two points, so not not too bad. What's your title at the moment? Uh, Are you going to do your maths good now? Question. Yeah, no, I can't even. Where, where do I find that? Look, I'm, I'm guessing for first. I, I think I'm just a, t- a touch, maybe just a touch ahead of you. Or, All right. Well, next week, bring your calculator and make sure you add things up. But uh, yeah, at the moment, it looks like I'm uh, in the bridesmaid spot. But. Uh, that's the end of the show for us. If they missed the show, where can they catch it, VIG? Uh, they can catch it on the uh, Football Nation Radio, all their platforms, uh, also on Spotify, uh, Apple and Google Podcasts. We thank our guests very much, uh, Numero Uno for the Mariners, Mark Birigetti. We also thank very much uh, our new teammate, uh, Roy O'D, for his brilliant uh, In The Know with Roy O. Uh, more guests to come next week. They're coming thick and fast. Not only have we got... Uh, another A-League star, but we've also got another new segment, another teammate. I think the teammates almost get, our team's almost getting bigger than uh, the A-League squads. So uh, it's a good thing to be in, but also a bit nerve wracking because that means we're going to be looking over our shoulders with these big stars that uh, are coming on board. I might not have a job. But uh, yeah, look, once again, it's been uh, great bringing you the show and uh, we really appreciate your support. So until next week, as we say, rise up and join the football revolution. Speak to you then.